If Irish eyes are smiling, it's because I'm ready to swipe right. <laughs> you may be the word on the street, but I'm the talk of the town. Oh, yes. It's a classic. It's a classic. I love a town talker. Yeah. I, I, love, I love a timely tagline, too. I just... <laughs> I couldn't do it this time. I'm so sorry, Sarah. No, no, no. I love a repeat tag because I love a repeat guest. And the only thing more than I love... Wait, words are fun. The only thing I love more than recording with this guest is recording with this guest in the office. So mm. we just need to give it up for that because I have a feeling this is going to be a little bit of a deep dive. You guys, it's Annie's Girls. It's episode I have literally no idea. And I'm so excited to be joined once again in the cloth for Hashtag Cloth Talk by host of the podcast, We Should Talk, Gibson Johns. Gibson, how are we? I'm back in heaven in the cloth, <laughs> so how can I not be good? No, it is, it's been a week for several reasons. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, we're being fed as Bravo fans, so there's nothing to complain about there. We are being fed as Bravo we're fans. We're being fed. The one thing I always tell people is hold the mic to your, like, pretend it's a dick. Perfect. Mm, okay. Right there. Make me feel some type of way. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little podcast is a rated R for a reason. So I, I have to ask you just genuinely, how are we feeling? You have a podcast. You're writing about this stuff. You're on the ground with these Bravo lebs. Scandaval seemingly mm -hmm. taken over the universe. Like, what is your temperature right now? My temperature's high yeah. in mm -hmm. in mostly a good way. I would say there. Okay. I would say that like it's been. I mean, it's been such a great two weeks in terms of just like <laughs> just in terms of just like the high. There's been such it's it's such a high. Yeah. Like every day, there's something new. You know, they're they're feeding the machine as they should be doing. Um, Ariana just posted for the first time. So we know that she's like in healing mode and doing better, mm -hmm. which is great. I think that, and I think Dylan from Betches posted this somewhere, but like it's, it's teetering on just like, maybe we should calm, maybe we should slow down yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know we're, what I mean? We're like, running on like, this won't last forever. And we listen, need to I know, and I know, and I, and I love that she's doing this and I know that she has the sign off from Ariana, but Kristen Doherty is running around town on on a little, on a little press tour, and you know what? I love it. I, I love it. I love but it. But like four of them have podcasts, so I don't yeah. know if we need to like going on like Nick Viles' podcast to also do an hour and a half talk about it. So like, which I did listen to, of course. Yeah, we both but listened. like, yeah. it's it's almost like a. I love information overload, but it's it's this the system is almost malfunctioning for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I have to say it's been real difficult to catch up. And like yeah. this morning, I slept for the first time in days. So I woke up really late. Congratulations. Thank you. And I woke up at like whatever o'clock and I was like, oh, Ariana posted 10 hours ago mm -hmm. and I had no idea. Like I just to catch. And then there's a TMZ thing that Raquel is maybe not going to the reunion right. unless she is and all of this stuff. And it's like, my God, you miss a couple hours totally. and there's a whole a new chapter. Yeah. It's like written. last night I dared to go to a concert. How dare you? Instead of watching. Vanderpump Rules dare. live and then I felt like immediately behind so I watched Vanderpump Rules this morning at 7 45 mm. and then watched Katie Katie on Watch What Happens Live with yes. Danny and which was great um but yeah it's just it's a lot to keep up with and it's I'm not complaining about it mm. <laughs> but um it's just it's it's a lot it is a marathon not a sprint absolutely but I do have to say all that being said and I know we're going to get into it and I do want to talk about Nick's podcast 
gold medal to Danny Pellegrino, mm-hmm. who said on social before going and watch what happens, he's like, I have some questions. I'm going to ask them. And then he fucking did. He, yeah, he did, did to an extent that I was like, I have nothing that I would add to this. He's covering yeah, I, every I, base, including asking about the reunion yeah. and the restraining order, which you could tell Andy wasn't thrilled <laughs> totally. about discussing. And I was like, you know what? We need Someone's to give, say it. give Danny Pellegrino a goddamn parade yes. for his appearance. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it, it was. It was uh, when the whole thing happened. I was really curious how they were going to deal with Watch What Happens Live of it all yes. because, like. Obviously, throw Lisa on there for the first week, and she can kind of give, like, the State of the Union thing. But then it's, like, after that, it's hard because they're obviously, you know, they want to save a lot of it for the filming. Right. They want to save a lot of it for the reunion. They're not really allowed to go in-depth on their podcasts. Mm -hmm. So, like, how in-depth are they going to go on Watch What Happens Live? It's this kind of weird thing where, like, I do want to see them there. But I also, I kind of am, like, I'm sort of, like, save the details for when, for the end of the season when there's those new episodes that... Are, have, are just filmed like I'm really curious about those and I don't want them to feel like almost outdated by the time they air you know what I mean I do I I always I have found it interesting that like Andy is asking these very specific questions that we want answered because he knows that they can't answer right which he did with Katie when he was like so so and she's like she looks a little quizzical and she's like I don't even think sh- I even she was like that. let's save it you know what I right. mean right I, yeah. th- I mean I'm sure that he is aware certainly of, of the things that they can and cannot ask I'm I very much appreciate that the questions are being oh, asked I'm not complaining I think it's just it's it's such a new situation for the whole everybody thing it, this has in. never happened before, yeah exactly it it's never like happened before. it's like yeah usually it's just sort of like I'll address it at the reunion, but it's yeah. like, no, I'll, re- I'll address it at the reunion, but I also addressed it in my confessional yesterday. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's just a very, it's a, it's a first of its kind viewing experience yeah. and I'm really excited about it, but it's like the level of read that you have mm. to do in this while watching it and, yeah. and kind of parsing through everything is really, um, it's a little bit elevated, honestly. Yeah. And I had never listened, I don't think to Lala give them Kristen, Lala. right Lala Kristen or Stassi Stassi's podcast before yep. but I listened to and then summarized which you can see on my Instagram under on one of the scandal highlights there are now three by the way because each see, one that, only, that's, only holds that's, that's telling stories. us everything yeah so I summarized them but I um thought that there were things noting what they're what you know Lala is and is not able to mm-hmm. discuss versus Kristen and Stassi who have no exactly the only potential boundaries they have around opening content around opening up about with content is due to potential friendships with people involved mm-hmm. so surely they're not telling us literally everything but I do appreciate the insights that we're getting and you mentioned that you listen to Nick Vile's podcast mm-hmm. I actually thought, while there's valuable insights in what I've listened to, I actually thought his was the most interesting. He, um, he actually, even though I really did not like him on the on his various appearances on in the Bachelor universe, which I'm don't engage with anymore. But mm. back when he was around, I was very much in that. Okay. Um, he has really rebranded himself, and this show is actually pretty good. He had one of the he had Raven from Almost Bind on a couple weeks ago, and that was the first time I had tapped into it for a while. And she had just got cheated on, and she, oh my it was God. her big it was her big tell all. She hadn't gone anywhere else. Oh my God, I need to listen to that. Yeah, episode, um, but point being, like he's he's sort of doing like a call her daddy s like casting oh. thing, where like you can tell he's like he's he's casting these he's really, on the pulse. Yeah, he's really on the pulse. He's getting he's starting to get really good bookings, mm. and um. 
good for him, honestly. And he did, and they do a good job on that. And I think it's really smart. They have the female perspective and some of these like kind of side co-hosts yeah, on that show. Right. Um, but Kristen was great. I think that, and he, he is, um, he has the male perspective of like basically like a reformed fuck boy. So he like, no, yes. he like knows about all this shit. Like mm. he, he's probably been Sandoval before, you know, and he's also, he's also been Ariana. He's been cheated on. So it's sort of, it was a, it was a, it was a pretty good conversation. So I don't know him from Adam aside from like what I've seen on people.com because I don't watch the bachelor. So I don't have really a perspective or history to, um, form an opinion of him. So I just listened to the episode of like, I know he's on the bachelor Mm -hmm. and I know that people have passionate feelings about him, but I don't actually know what those feelings are or why. And I thought he was asking a lot of really emotionally curious yes. questions and a lot of questions that seem to be very grounded in like, how is Ariana? Is she safe? And also here are the reasons why Schwartz and Sandoval, for example's reactions have been um, particularly wounding mm-hmm. where there, there doesn't seem to necessarily be an awareness or space specifically created to make sure that Ariana is okay, which I thought was a great, 100%. a great thing to hear someone say, mm-hmm. especially a straight man. Yeah. <laughs> Who, especially a straight yeah, man. Yeah. Regardless of his reputation. Yeah. I think that I agree. I agree. I think it was, um, and like to learn on that podcast that like he is not leaving the house, he's refusing to leave the house and that Sandoval is refusing to leave the house and he won't, he's physically won't give her that space. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't get it. Like, I'm sorry that just point all these little details that Kristen especially is dropping. Right. He doesn't get it. His apology was empty. Like I just, I don't think he believes that what he, I don't, I feel like he probably thinks that he's like, the the object of cancel culture and he probably thinks that like it's on the treatment's undeserved and it's like I just don't know if he's ever going to do that self-reflection you know right and I think there's a difference between saying according to Kristen and some other people who have said similarly and other reports that we've seen come out to me there's a difference between like Sandoval refusing to leave the house that he and Ariana bought together which Mm -hmm. is what Kristen said on the podcast Kristen said he would he continues to return to the house he refuses to give ariana notice and he said at one point kristen was trying to reason they said that here's a someone that can come in and mediate who's a third party here who both of these people trust he refused all of that they've tried to reason with him working off of like what they think he would want to hear of you know we know you're not a bad guy but for this woman who you were in a relationship committed a relationship for mm-hmm. seemingly a decade please be aware that she doesn't feel safe in her house right now and it would be helpful for us to establish some boundaries like and he won't do that and not only won't he do it but it seems like he is upset by the idea that ariana has been affected and seems to be upset about the idea that he might need to god forbid adjust things that he thinks he has a right to access to alleviate continued distress on this woman he was seemingly in love with, bought property together with, and was in a relationship with. Like, it's not so much. Mm-hmm. His response, according to Kristen, was like, she can essentially, about Ariana, like, she can go fuck herself. If she wants, if she's upset that I'm here, she should leave. Mm-hmm. As opposed to listening to this through the lens of, like, I don't want this person to feel more anew 
upset because of my actions, maybe I should get a cheap hotel. Maybe I should stay with Raquel. Maybe I should get like an Airbnb that it, it appears that Sandoval's reactions to all of this is like, I am not going to do anything because I shouldn't have to. Right. And also it's like, it's backed up by the fact that like the word on the street is that in the scene that they filmed together. That who filmed? Sandoval, that, that Sandoval and Ariana, and Ariana for this bonus together. episode. Yeah, which is... After the affair uh, yeah. became public. And like a, the word on the street is that in that scene, he right. basically is like, well, we've been broken for a long time and you know that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, essentially, you know, trying to like defend or reason with why he did this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that does not excuse any of this. And like, I think that it, it's, all, it's all being backed up by just like, he doesn't think that... He, he knows he did something wrong, but I don't think he realizes how wrong it was and how seismic it it really was um which is just so disappointing (laughs) yeah and I think from the perspective of like Kristen is talking about this and you know Ariana's friends are talking about this according to Kristen and some of her other cast members like existing cast members Ariana does want her friends Mm -hmm. to rally around her and speak about this publicly because Ariana either feels like she can't or or isn't able to right now and only in the last several hours, has Ariana had a statement, which I'll read in a second, but has Ariana like had a statement saying acknowledging what's taken place. So I appreciate the fact that not only is Kristen like doubling down and sharing her perspective, she was in a long term relationship with Sandoval mm-hmm. as well. She obviously everything that happened with Jax, like she has a specific her voice. Is very pertinent here. Her opinion is pertinent. She has to me the right to use it. 100%. And it's helpful for anyone who is genuinely concerned about Ariana and might say, wait, like, are you doing this for other reasons? We want to make sure Ariana is protected. And she's, I appreciate that Kristen's like, no, Ariana wants me to speak out and I'm doing that. And in addition to doing that, she went, was on, obviously we're talking about next pod. She's talking about how there's like a fucking Google sheet or Excel spreadsheet of all of Ariana's friends tracking oh, right. her meals. Is she eating? Who is hanging out with her? Because she doesn't feel comfortable right now being alone. And mm-hmm. according to Kristen, Ariana's like, how am I going to deal with this when I have to be by myself? And Kristen's response to her, which I thought was filled with so much love and understanding was like, you don't have to be alone. Mm -hmm. If you are concerned about how you are going to feel being alone, especially if Sandoval is in your house with you and there's nobody else, we will make sure that you are not by yourself, which to me is like absolute friendship of like, don't feel bad for being nervous about how you will feel when you're alone. And let us support you. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about delaying the inevitable or protecting you from reality. It's about just being here and making sure she's okay. Because just, she just was betrayed it. two times over. hundred percent. She was betrayed by her longtime love, and she was betrayed by her very good friend. Exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, I think that hearing the the Excel spreadsheet was a really interesting detail. Yeah. And um, and I think that you know. I think one of the initial reactions to Kristen posting that video with her the first weekend mm-hmm. and uh, but going so deep on her own podcast the first week, I think the one of the assumptions, which, you know, I think was a valid assumption at first was like, oh, she's just doing this for clout. Like, and then she starts to, then she films a scene and people are like, oh, she wants to be back on the show. She put all that to rest on, on the Nick interview where she was just like, I actually don't want to be associated with this show. Right. I'm doing this for Ariana because she asked me that it said she needed me to do this, literally needed me. 
to film this with her so that we, she could talk it out with somebody who has, yeah. again, like knows the, knows the situation very intimately. Um, and I believe Kristen. I believe Same. everything that I've heard from Kristen in the past two weeks, which is more than I've heard from her in the past two years, 100%. shows me a lot of growth, shows me that she has a lot better perspective on things. I don't think she's perfect. I think she's still Kristen. Like we know who Mm -hmm. Kristen is, but I think that I really do think that she's matured a lot. And I think that she has a lot more empathy in her. And um, I don't believe she wants to be back on the show. I think she filmed one scene and that's it. Mm -hmm. So I just think that that argument also was put to bed and I'm happy she put that to bed. There is also, though, noting, you know, there are friends of Sheena's, former friends of Ariana, people going on various podcasts discussing things. And it gets into questions. You know, for example, Andy asked Katie, what are your questions? What questions do you want asked at the reunion? And Mm -hmm. Katie was like, I have two. Number one, when did this start? And number two, when did Schwartz find out? Yep, Schwartz was my biggest question. So... I do need to ask about number one and number two, because Kristen said on Nick's podcast, she was essentially confirming rumors, but I don't know based on what. According to Kristen, Raquel and Sandoval were the ones kissing at Coachella, which was this, you know, spring, obviously. And we are under the impression this affair has been going on for seven months. So that mathematically, according to people who do participate in, um, solving math equations which is not me which is i dabble i dabble at sample sales if you ever and at a restaurant i know 20 percent, and i know 70 percent extremely well i am genuinely like the rain man of math when it has to do with any kind of retailer hospitality it's actually kind of scary Listen, that's a skill thank you it was not on my psat or big girl sat they don't teach life skills early enough you know like I, that. I do not know no, long that division is, that, is self, but I, that is self-taught but i am a self yeah. Taught Savant. <laughs> and guys, don't feel bad if that is not you. It's it isn't it is in fact. It me. can't be all of us. Um can't be all of us. Gotta save it. Um so according to Kristen and yes. who knows what's actually happening, Raquel and Sandoval kissed at Coachella, which would imply or not even imply, it would um make this whole seven month idea. It would, invalid it would it would make it that a longer period right make it the affair yeah. a longer period and who knows if the affair started then or they were making out or right. whatever and then sheena's friends or formerly ariana's friends i don't entirely not ariana uh sheena's friends maybe with a friendship with raquel too said on a podcast that they were told i think by raquel that it started at or after boys night which we just yeah. just watched take place i saw something about that so my read on it, I guess, not even my guess, like the way that I'm trying to put put it together Please. using the math, I <laughs> I don't think... When Bravo Hall Yeah, I actually, I think that the Coachella thing, it seems like it is pretty much confirmed by like several parties, I guess. But, is it? Well, I mean, like, I feel like she said it and then it's been... Uh, the Tom thing is Yeah, no, I think that, I think they kissed or made out at Coachella and I think that it sort of is laid dormant for a, a long time. Fuck. That's what I kind of think. And then... And then I think at I and I think that at boys' night there I mean I don't think that sorry I don't, I don't think that earlier in the episode when they're on this girls' trip I don't think that she I think that people were sort of tweeting and commentating on it as if like it was already happening that the, her meltdown in the car yeah and I, yeah and which upset. which I actually don't think okay I, I think it I kind of think that it started with boys' night um hmm. and 
which would have been that would go in line with the seven months yeah and um along those lines and like somebody was like oh but he was wearing the lightning bolt necklace um in that episode but uh, katie said that he's been wearing that for a long time because it's like sort of part of his brand i guess yeah so, i guess the so she got a matching of, one or right. he gave yeah, one or he to gave, her. yeah exactly so essentially the lightning bolt which was a that's a part not, a, of the that's not an design, indicator yeah it while they did have their shared jewelry language yes. he had an existing lightning bolt and then she yeah ha- hashtag shared required. jewelry language right. yes exactly <laughs> um yeah that's my read on it and, and i don't think schwartz i think that schwartz was just being i think that he was sort of being used as like he didn't know he was being used as a mm-hmm. as a as a ploy as a as a sort of red herring almost and but then kristen said on on nick's podcast right this is just a response to nick's <laughs> Yeah, no, it basically is, but like that's, but the, the, the thing about this whole thing is that like you kind of have to go off the latest thing that you got. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Media and, like, always changing. There we go. But like, I, I, like, I'm sure tomorrow, like, Sheena will drop a podcast. Right. You know what I mean? I think her thing comes out on Fridays. Now I, now I know their schedules. Oh, God. Um, but she said that she had this best friend of like eight years, Joe. Did you remember this part of the podcast? Yes. Joe who she doesn't speak to anymore because she started dating Schwartz. This woman, Joe, who, who he is, is referred yep. to on his on, Yeah, he's on referred BPR, to her, but which like I don't, barely. but I really don't know who she is. But Kristen said that it was one, it was her best friend. Day-to-day bestie. Yep. And then she stopped talking to her when she started dating Schwartz last summer. And then in the fall, Schwartz, Joe, Raquel, and Sandoval would hang out all the time, according to her. And it, they were essentially going on double dates. So, like, to me, that's, like, okay, so Schwartz knew before December, probably, which is, like, the that was, I think, the timeline we were given somewhere. I can't keep track of where everything's coming from. But so what, what does he think he was doing? Hanging out with his, the girl he's dating, his best friend, and then, like, their random female friend? Like, come on. Joe and Schwartz knew what was going on at that point. They had to have. I don't, I don't believe that he didn't know until the end of last year. Like, that doesn't make... If they're hanging out as a foursome all the time, if that if if what Kristen said is to believed, which I think her word is like pretty valid right now. Well, I think a lot of this is people looking back at the history of, of relationships and saying, because we now know that betrayal took place, how are we viewing any kind of social activity that took place with the cast on camera and off? And because Schwartz and Sandoval are such good friends, is it possible? that Schwartz did not know until a month prior to the news coming out, which is what he has told several people in the cast. If they're so close, I don't believe that's possible. And then there was that, the TMZ interview he did like at the airport where he like, again, should have just walked away. Like he engaged with them for over two minutes as if he was like being held hostage. It was the weirdest interview ever. And he's very friendly. And he wasn't that the, the, the energy, the emotions that were attached to either when he was talking about Raquel and Sandoval mm-hmm. and Ariana, like it just didn't add up to like being fully team Ariana for me. And it was just like, kind of, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really trusting what's coming from that corner. Well, I mean, he did first say in that interview, he was concerned about the effect on business and then was like, but most importantly, of course, Ariana, but right, the thing but, but, that you, you said mentioned first bish, was business, business first, yeah, exactly. which is what Sandoval said in his first did you not, apology. Did you not die? Apology. Did you not die at Katie on Walter Hoffman's Live when she was like, I texted him about that immediately and was like, what the fuck? And he was like, I was tired. And she was like, um, you used the word auspicious. You were not tired. <laughs> that was like iconic of her, I thought. And there were rumors that maybe because the original outlet that had the interview was, what is it? 
wasn't it back grid oh oh, oh, back grid which was then sold to tmz that possibly and they had also the last time he had spoken to this like one paparazzi person videographer however you want to encapsulate describe them that was the day his divorce was announced or something Mm. so it's like so he has him on his speed dial well that was a question and katie's response was like absolutely not like i do i do love that smart enough yeah no i i i love that like Katie's energy around this, I, I'm really loving it. Like it's, it's not too. Um, yeah, it's real good. It's not like Kristen's is like a little bit like in your face, and mm-hmm. Katie's is like a little bit more lackadaisical, but it's still like pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And she like doesn't give a fuck. Like she 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 said like three times on Watch What Happens Live that she like texted San uh, Schwartz about something, and like was just like, "What the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, right? Like, give me an answer on this." So, right. but he's but she still doesn't. But she wouldn't say when he she thinks he knew. Right. And the thing is... It's interesting she wouldn't ask him that. Well, and I think a part of her response is like, we're not good right now. So... Right. But she'll still text him about like the interview. I don't know. I think also a lot of this is going to come up at the reunion. Yeah. And maybe at a certain point, you don't believe that this person's going to tell you the truth anyway. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, get, get him in front of Andy. And right. Push him. So yeah. her priority is like supporting Ariana because she maybe she doesn't trust that Schwartz is going to tell her the truth. But... And again, it's like drinking him every time I reference Nick Vile. But there was one thing that he said that I wrote down when I was listening to the episode because I thought it was really interesting, which was friends don't protect your secrets. They protect your character. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting in light of the frustration that people have felt about Schwartz. If, let's say, he found out a month prior, which is still a month before Mm -hmm. um, word got out, why he didn't tell ariana who he was also friends with which brings up the question that like if your best friend is cheating on your very good friend who i'm sure you love and want to support otherwise do you tell them what's actually happening which i think is a question that you would think would give an immediate response but is potentially a lot more complicated yeah i think that at the very least he should have pushed sandoval to tell her Right. Instead of having her find out a month over a month later, whenever that was, via TMZ. Right. I'm sorry. Or, or no, sorry, not via TMZ, via the, the phone thing. Right. Via um, Sandoval's phone. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Phone. Like right. via the, the video. But like, if he had told, if he, he knew about it. So if he had had Sandoval be a man and confront it head on himself, he would have saved, he would have saved some of Sandoval's character too. By being like, at, I mean, he he obviously betrayed her and fucked up and was, was having a seven month long affair with one of their good friends. But at least he would have been the person bringing it up and bringing mm-hmm. it to her. You know what I mean? And, and then his, I don't know. I mean, there, there's nothing to save it, but like him avoiding it, it just implicates him. Right. And again, maybe it goes back to Katie's thing where he's just like not, he doesn't think about that in that way enough. Yeah. Paris is always a good idea. And when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luanne? <laughs> and while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. 
Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options, and it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorenda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. <laughs> Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel 
great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. I don't know. And now he's now he's out filming Winter House, you know, where he's probably being badgered with questions about it. Yeah. And it gets into this. I think the reason that there has been so much upset by fans, obviously by Ariana's friends and loved ones, is because there are so many layers of betrayal, Mm -hmm. noting that all things are not created equal in this sense. There is the betrayal of her partner of over a decade, the betrayal of her very good friend for however many years engaging in a long-term affair with her partner of over a decade, And then her good friend, who she stood up for at his wedding, Schwartz, betraying her by, you know, closing his eyes to what was going on and not informing her in the month or months plus in which he knew this was happening. And I think all of that together has led to this kind of thunderstorm of frustration that people have on Ariana's behalf because at a certain point if you can't trust your love right your long-term committed we cannot say enough that they've been together for almost a decade that is an extremely long amount of time common law I mean essentially I don't know California state yeah, but law but like yeah spiritually common law tenure, yeah. right and your very good friend who you have protected defended Um, invited to many, many, many different aspects of your life while they were having this affair. And also your friend who you were a part of, you know, his groom's party at his wedding to Katie. I think the processing of the betrayal is very, very complicated. Very. Where do you find safety? In the few friends that she can really trust. Mm -hmm. The the girls that have rallied around her. She has a couple really good off-camera friends that are clearly coming to her her defense and aid and just being there um i uh, yeah i uh and again i i think it's just one of the smartest ways that she has approached this and tackled this was by just using her friends as as spokespeople basically for her yeah because they they are, they operate in this world so they they know how to communicate this kind of thing outwards and they they are they are adept at discussing these things mm-hmm. and go and dealing with these scandals, not to this proportion, but like whereas Sandoval and Raquel, they don't have any spokespeople 
Schwartz was not going to stick his neck out like that, even if he was like keeping harboring the secret for him. He wasn't going to like go on a bunch of podcasts and defend Sandoval because there's nothing to, to defend. So they had to rely on these like really badly worded personal statements or these like really safely worded PR statements that are completely inauthentic. I mean, even compare those to the statement that Ariana put out on Instagram. Like hers was so her, it was to the point. It had emotion in it. It had a little bit of like sass at the end with the, with the lyric and it just comparing those to what they, what Raquel and Sandoval put out. It's night and day. And so Mm -hmm. it's, it's just interesting. Like, I think that she took the, the power so well in in the re- in the reaction by using her friends by using her famous friends who are in similar positions as her and just letting letting them go loose and i think it was that she 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 was always going to have the support but they have they have made it they have turned it up the volume into like fever pitch for her yeah and the irony is <laughs> excuse me the irony is in watching this episode there was an absolute sense of isolation that Raquel obviously felt in how she felt that she was being mistreated mm-hmm. by women who were, you know, acting as like, as Lala later said with no sense of irony, as like the head cheerleader here mm-hmm. of like people who she was listening to, you know, them make fun of her and mock her. And now in real time, she's isolated to such a high degree that I don't know how you get through this if you are not surrounded by people who have your back or are at least going to make sure that you're okay. Like, you know, there's a difference between dragging someone's behavior and 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 calling them out. And I think rightfully so for this extreme betrayal and also acknowledging that like surely she has to feel I'm not saying people shouldn't I will continue to talk about how horrifying I think Raquel's behavior has been but I also like acknowledge like the isolation that she may have felt during filming coupled with the isolation she feels now because of her behavior Mm -hmm. it just has to be i'm just i'm just acknowledging the environment totally particularly overwhelming and you have to wonder like one of my biggest things one of the things that was has been like sort of lingering because we don't we also don't know she put out that second statement that was like, you know, Tom and I are working on like defining what our relationship Which is. Which right LOL. Now. I mean, that, 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 and that was so weird. <laughs> like, but like anyone cares. No, and that, that was so weird. But like about but defining like, a if, relationship. If there's one person who can like actually be there for her, it's this person that she was apparently they were apparently in, like head over heels in love with each other. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? Like to your point, like if there's one person that, that should be supporting her, it's, it's him. this guy, and you know he is, and you know he's not. He's he's holed up in his room at. While Ariana's crying downstairs, you know what I mean? Like it's, that just, that kind of doubles down on his, his shittiness, honestly, is because like, he won't even be there for the woman that he was carrying on this tryst with for seven months. It's, it's sort of like, you know, to, to none of it's worth it, obviously, but like, I kind of hope that they were going to stay together because then, then what was this all for? You know what I mean? From their eyes. It's like you just blew up your entire life. For and the life that, of this other innocent totally. party, for, right, for, for, Ariana. Yeah, of course. For, something, for, for someone you're not even going to stay with. You know what I mean? It's just like it's this – not that that would make it better. It's just sort of like what was it? What was the point? Right. <laughs> you know? And 
I don't know. It's uh, I, I can't even say enough how excited I am to, to see to see the footage and to, to get an explanation, you know? And the thing that Andy kept saying over and over again in the lead up to this new episode was like, um, just make sure you guys know it wasn't re-edited, it wasn't re-edited, it wasn't re-edited, which is important for us yeah, to know. Definitely. And I think it was also important to see the way that like Katie was reacting to some of this. And in some of Lala's responses, the idea of like, something is going on here where you don't have an awareness of boundaries. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it should, regardless of what um, Sheena is saying about what you are and are not allowed to do, there is a lack of awareness or interest in understanding boundaries when it comes to your relationships with women. Yeah, 100%. I think that Raquel is just... She's just like immature, you know? I don't think that she's like emotionally developed. I don't think that she, she doesn't think like that, you know? And it, what's interesting, what was interesting about watching this episode is like with, if Scandaval had not happened, right? you would have read it as her being sort of, you know, um, not bullied, but sort of ganged up on. You would have seen her as, you know, the Bambi died victim again. You would have seen her as, kind of ill-equipped to handle that moment but like we would have we would have felt bad for her in that moment but because Scandaval happened I didn't feel any I didn't feel bad for her in that moment at all and I you you did I'm giving eyes I I definitely did when she had when she had her when she was poking in and hearing what the women were saying about the stuff on about what happened when she when Lala was like, I wouldn't trust any man right. with you. And she's like, well, thank God you, you, you don't, don't have a man. You don't have a man. That is one moment where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, babe, like, what are you doing? But that's, but that's the, so. But the flip side of it is like her listening to what her friends or cast members right. or the only people she's on this trip with right now saying about her, making fun of her is not an easy experience oh, no, I'm for not saying, anyone to. I'm not saying it's easy, but like in hindsight, like her behavior, her behavior, I'm just like. She, knowing what she has done, she can't be surprised that people are talking about uh, talking about her like that. Well, I mean, let's let's let us assume the reality that we're for the purposes of conversation. Okay, that the affair with Sandoval hadn't happened until boys' night, right, boys' night, right, right, or right, sometime. Right shortly thereafter let us assume that her breakdown in the car was maybe related to what she I said i felt it bad was. in the breakdown i didn't feel bad in the vegas hotel room okay i felt the break oh for the panic attack of yeah, course right no i'm I was, sorry i was talking about the hotel the hotel room yeah and kind of the dinner the panic attack absolutely i mean and an absolute sense that she doesn't know who she is and yeah. she's at one point how old is she, she is she 28 years I think old she's like, I make yeah, 27 28 yeah listen let us remember ageless by ramona i think that people there has been a conversation of like listen she's in her 20s she's finding herself and you can find people look at sandoval you can yeah, find people course. making terrible decisions regardless of whether or not they know who they are maybe they do and that's part of the problem in someone's 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s you your life experience mm-hmm. at 28 versus 41 or 42 is probably going to be different definitely your fame experience at 28 where she is now in the cast versus what sandoval has experienced at 40. is going to be very different mm-hmm. is there the possibility that he 
took advantage in whatever situation or environment they were in when they both decided to engage in an affair with each other? Is it possible he was playing on some of her insecurities consciously or not? Yes. Is it possible that she was uh, potentially either unaware or not interested in understanding the impact of this on Ariana initially? Yes. Is it possible that when she was posting captions with emojis referencing, as we are now aware, that she was going to be Tom's next girl and saying that publicly on social media and wearing that fucking Thunderbolt necklace, which seemed to be an active way to humiliate your existing good friend while you're talking in press interviews about how great Ariana is. Yes, people, I think a lot of people have a lot of feelings of frustration, anger, empathy for Raquel in this situation because it's very complicated. And I think there are aspects of all of that that can be valid. And I also think that being a grown-ass adult at 28, regardless of her experiences and also connected to it, does not excuse, I'm not going to take away from her active decision Mm -hmm. to engage in this affair, regardless of whether or not she thought Tom is the guy for me. I'm not going to take away from her active participation in humiliating by the choices she made and fucking accessories, her behavior, including in social and professional environments where Ariana was also present, the fucking captions referencing the fact, as we now know, that she was fucking Sandoval. Like, I am not going to take away from that, not only in the impact of it on Ariana and other friends who were affected, but also in her intention. I think a lot of this can be all things, many things can be true at once, but they don't diminish her active choices. For sure. Which can happen at a multitude of different ages, Mm -hmm. including 28. Of course. Well said. You made a lot of really good points in that. Yeah, I think that, and sometimes the the conversation has like centered so much on her just generally. Um, which I, when I, I wrote, the first thing I wrote about was for our newsletter. I was just like, I'm glad that the blame seems to have been at first, the blame sort of felt a little bit, felt equally distributed mm. because we know when things like this happen in the public eye, the woman usually gets a lot of the blame. Right. And I do think that, you know, you, it could be said that like some of the women who are sort of, again, acting as Ariana's mouthpieces, they have sort of shifted i think a little bit more towards raquel honestly it sort of mm-hmm. feels like that um including people that consider themselves good friends of raquel right yeah for sure that's a big part of it too yeah and they I think, were also betrayed for sure for sure um and so so yeah but i think that yeah i think that i just, that's something that everyone should should keep top of mind which is like i think sandoval is more to blame I think that, yes, he's the one in the fucking yeah, no, romantic no, no, relationship. Of course, but people forget. I think people sometimes forget yes, that they absolutely do. Um, and yeah, and but but I, I have seen this narrative of like there are some people online who are like, yes, he betrayed Ariana, but like, why is everybody else inserting themselves into it, making it about themselves? It's not about them, and it's like, 
one, they were all betrayed because their betrayal pales in comparison to the to Ariana's. But like, you also have to think about the fact that like, when you're on a reality show, it's it's kind of what happened on Potomac, where like people get um with Robin, where it was like she wasn't actually being authentic about her life. Mm-hmm. She wasn't sharing what was actually going on. And I think that when people find out, when your co-stars, when your coworkers find out that you have been that a lot of your life has been one big lie that you aren't being upfront that 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 well, you, I don't know that that you aren't the sh- entirety of her life was a lie I think that I'm it, not saying it, that but, but this is a big this is a big aspect that she was lying about mm-hmm. and he was lying about and part of the betrayal is like they got away with this big lie while the rest of them were being open and honest and, and being held and vulnerable for what and, they were and this is what they're paid for this is their this is a this is a valuable platform to all of them this is their main source of income. Like, I think that there's a there's a level to this whole situation that's also sort of just like on at a base level. Ra- Raquel, I almost called her Rachel, which I guess it's I fine. can. Whatever. Raquel, I call Raquel, her Raquel, Raquel and Raquel and Sandoval were getting away with not sharing a lot of their authentic lives, and they're. I think that that's. I think when you're. I think that when you're in, when you're also on the show, that's that feels like unfair treatment almost like you get away with almost like getting away with murder it's sort of like i don't know i don't know if i'm explaining it right but like they feel some type of way about that there's a protectiveness of the show and if it's it's been sort of a farce for some of them well i think i don't know i understand what you're saying about potomac i don't see as much of a correlation but i do understand aside from the idea of like my husband, for example, is being held accountable for behavior he didn't engage in. Meanwhile, your Oh no, I'm talking about the Robin hu- thing. No, I know. I'm saying like from Candace's oh. perspective, Chris was held to this high account and was also being accused of behavior he didn't engage in. Meanwhile, something may have happened with Juan and Miss Canada and like we don't actually mm-hmm. know the specifics, but it seems like he fucked her. And we don't know have any of that information, but two of the people who were continuing the narrative around this including Giselle Mm -hmm. um were aware of something that the other cast mates weren't so I understand that I don't see as much of a I get it in terms of like information being revealed that makes a person relook at the season as a whole as well as understand frustration that might be felt by cast members who are like they're very uh, different situations but but at their core it's it's people that are withholding information when they're living their lives out on a show and, sure. the, and the other people on the show probably take personal offense to that, to like to 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 those people not being living authentically when they are. Yeah, and a part of living authentically for the from the perspective of other cast members on VPR is like you're living authentically is like fucking somebody else on the cast when your girl your long term partner girlfriend is also in the cast. Yes. Like the authenticity here is really negative and really fucked. Yes. I do though want to acknowledge there has been language used in discussing some of this. That makes me uncomfortable as a woman. Like what language? Calling Raquel a slut, calling oh. her a whore, um, saying things that are, uh, to me, I just think of the like, aside from the like women supporting women aspect of it, because right. she wasn't doing a great job of that when it came to nope. Ariana. I, I just think we don't need to no, definitely get need to into... Go there. Some sort That's, of that, slut not... or woman shaming until yeah. uh, until the point in which Sandoval is 
having those kinds of characterizations attached and used as the primary identifier, there is language that makes me uncomfortable. However, all of that being said, there is also a rage here that I think might be hard to understand that does to me feel very specific to a woman's experience Mm. being cheated on by her partner, boyfriend, common-law husband, whatever, okay, that needs to be acknowledged, but also a very deep truth for a lot of women. Not everybody, and guys, again, Gibson, but also everyone listening, (laughs) it doesn't doesn't take away from the gendered aspect of a lot of vitriol headed directly at Raquel, okay? Mm -hmm. Because also at a a certain point, we acknowledge that Sandoval's a piece of shit. Like the Raquel news here is is news to many people, not to Katie, but like to some people who Mm -hmm. weren't aware of this. However, there is a specific kind of betrayal that is cutting to a lot of women, Mm -hmm. putting aside the boyfriend part of it, which is the betrayal of a very, very close woman friend. Mm -hmm. Because while we make jokes about how all guys are a piece of shit at the end of the day, and like boys being boys, which is also can be a gendered way to get someone uh, um, from being held responsible for their behavior of like, well, all guys are pieces of shit. Like there is also truth that many guys are heterosexual men are like, kind of hot trash (laughs) putting that aside like there is a safety that many women find in our platonic relationships with each other of course and a level of intimacy that we share where we can talk about our relationships with a significant other but we can also feel a lot of very very deep love for each other and safety and while surely there has been a gendered response of a lot of negative negativity Absolutely. Raquel's way, there is also a sense of betrayal that many of us feel in seeing a woman mm-hmm. betray her close friend with this affair, which is a different conversation from like the derogatory language that people are using that that um, you know dabbles in slut shaming which is a gendered, of course, you know, mm-hmm. sitch. It takes away from it, it, putting that aspect aside. The betrayal of it is for some of us deeper from the Raquel perspective, which isn't saying she's more responsible for this than Tom, because there's that conversation too. Like mm-hmm. Tom is the one ultimately who cheated on Ariana, but the betrayal that Ariana surely feels from Raquel's betrayal of their friendship for a woman, as Ariana has shared, who has had really unsafe relationships previously, including with former partners, Mm -hmm. to have someone that you bring into a very close circle seem to gleefully engage in this for so long you're hearing all the examples of the things that they were doing as winks to each other about this affair while saying in press interviews how much Ariana means to you, mm-hmm. how, what a good woman she is. I, I cannot um, invalidate genuine upset that a lot of, not to say it's only women specific, but from the perspective of a right. woman, the betrayal of a close confidant, a close confidant yeah. is deeply deeply it can be it can 
completely break a person open because those were those are the people day to day who hold you up 100 percent, and and, and I, that that was really well said and i also think part of part of that feeling is probably she was probably again confiding in raquel about things about her relationship with tom sandoval so then who oh who, who, who knows if who <laughs> yes. know, i'm sure raquel was running right back up to her yes to, to sandoval and telling him oh, what ariana even, was saying i can't even amend oh right. my god like, like what a point right what a point like and, and i didn't even think of that the, like, i didn't even think of that like the, the the first weekend. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> imagine you're Ariana two days after and you're like, oh my God. I just told her. Two months ago, I told her that we Thought about, weren't sleeping together. Right. Or that he doesn't feel like, you know, any, whatever she could have said. Right. That I'm sure. I'm sure Raquel was running back to him with that information. And also, Raquel, how are you doing in your life? Are you seeing other people? You deserve exactly. to be with someone who treats you well. So you fucked. deserve to be loved. Like, there are so many layers to this that while I can absolutely appreciate and understand and mm-hmm. agree with some aspects of the gendered response here being inequitable, right? There is also this very specific kind of betrayal yeah. that has triggered a lot of people for various reasons, yeah. including people who aren't women, who don't identify as women, who are like, I was betrayed by a close friend or my close friend. Yeah, losing a friend. Someone. Uh, it's just losing a friend is almost worse than a breakup sometimes. Yes. And I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, and, and, right but, that, but that's part of the out. conversation that's happened on Summer House with Danielle and Lindsay. Like they're all saying, saying like losing a friend like that mm. is devastating and not 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 that not that losing a partner like that is also not devastating but like again you're you're right it's it's a it's a different different kind of devastation i would say and um yeah and and i think that is maybe with women it's not as overshadowed but i think in the grand scheme of things that's that the the betrayal between raquel and ariana is being you know maybe rightfully over over, way overshadowed though by the sand of all of it all and it's you're right. It's a little bit, there's more to it. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Andy's Girls. Sign up today.
In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. And I think more people are, it, it just all of it honestly is mm-hmm. so shocking. I yeah, do really still is. honestly feel a level of shock that this has happened. But I also just, it's just, mm. it is overwhelming to think of that because that is exactly right. Like, to be betrayed by a friend at that level, especially one that you're like on reality TV with and one who you've tried to support through this process. Mm-hmm. Who knows if Raquel thought of Ariana or didn't, but like there's no good answer. No, there. there's not. There's not. Yeah. And I think part of the I think part of why this world is so like insular and like, for lack of a better word, like a little bit incestuous, they all dip in the same yeah. pool. I think it's partly because like the reality, the reality star experience is so specific. And I think that only certain people can really understand it. That's why I think Lindsay and Carl got together because it's probably hard as a normal person to date somebody on reality TV. So it's like they have these shared experiences that make them closer, that push them mm-hmm. closer. And that's it. It makes something like this that much harder. Yeah, I mean, there's the idea of like, don't shit where you eat, but a lot of these people have been fucking shitting where they're eating. It's like well, how, because their relationships because right. their relationships with normal people that are not on shows they're don't work out because it. those people don't want to share their lives in that way. They think they might want to, but they don't. They don't, you and know? they might also not understand the stakes here yes. of like having a camera crew shooting twenty four seven or. 20 whatever blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> math is right. hard when it's not a sample sale or a restaurant uh-huh. um you know i i think it's you know and oh we got into a big fight about blah 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 and it's like okay that doesn't sound that bad which can be helpful in being grounded by having someone on the outside but it also could be someone invalidating the perspective right. of all of this stuff feeling so as Kristen said it's i can't go back because it's too toxic exactly like, and also like the <laughs> these kind of things happening is good for business and that's like fucked up Bravo makes out great you know and like and like we and we get good entertainment out of it and and they know that and they can play into that but like I don't want my life to be that way you know what I mean like there's a reason again why they 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 circle back around to each other because they all know that they're okay with being part of this life and 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 the 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 survival of their show is based on drama and relationships problems and 
you know, the show was on its last legs up until this season. And then all of a sudden it's, Found a they're all one. broken up and divorced. And now we have a cheating scandal and it's like, okay, Vanderpump Rules is back. And it's like, it's not lost on me that that is, is kind of fucked up in a way, but also the, the shows at the, at a certain point when they get long enough into their run, it becomes like a meta thing where like, mm. it's not just about their lives. It's about, well, it is about their lives, but it's about their lives on on a TV show and how that's all played, how that all kind of Great like point. levels into each other. So, and that's what that's what they've sort of I think almost leaned into with this season of Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. I, I tweeted after the premiere that like, why it felt so good is that it's they've leveled it up. They've ignored the restaurant. They're they're dealing with they're the same kind of youthful, messy people, but they're dealing with elevated issues. You know, we have the LA Times article. We have divorce. We have business problems. Those are real housewives topics. Those mm-hmm. those are not things that we were necessarily talking about on Vanderpump Rules two seasons ago, you know? And I think that, that it the the stakes are higher with this group now. They're all in their thirties and forties for the most part. And like le- shit gets real, you know? And mm-hmm. it's not they're not most of them are not in their twenties and can just come back from like a fuck up, you know? Like you can't shake your head and be like, oh, they're just they're young, they'll learn. That's not that's not true anymore. Yeah, and also I don't know that you can come back from. No, this. you can't. I'm just in, in the past. I mean, like season two, there was a huge cheating scandal. It was a right. different kind of scandal, but most of them came back from that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, you know, there is a when you've been on this kind of show, this specific kind of show that's like a little bit dirty, yep. a little bit trashy at points. Um, that used to be about a very specific group of friends mm-hmm. that has now opened itself up to formerly strangers joining the the cast with um, a very different idea of the show that they're on than the OGs were if and are likely no longer. It became cosplay at a certain yeah. point. It became like we are we're at sir wink wink. We have on our like little server outfit wink wink. You know that we're aside from Peter. <laughs> <laughs> He's still up, sir, you guys. (laughs) Mr. Manager. Um, It's 4 to 11. Um, You know, aside from people who may, in fact, actually work at these places, there was the idea of putting on the costume to fit the narrative. Right, totally. And what has felt so shocking to so many of us is like, wait a second. The costume was like the shit that was was going on of like you saying you're a great boyfriend. Right. Meanwhile, you're like fucking another member right. of the cast. That has been what has been so shocking to mm-hmm. so many of us. Yeah. Which returns in some ways Vanderpump. I don't know back to its original form because I don't think that that could ever exist again because these people were no. not on reality TV when they started this show. But it does bring it back to it's, the level of shock and connectiveness and everyone reacting at the same time it's a co- to the same crazy news. Remember three years ago and the cast was like 20 people. They brought in those two guys. They brought Such in, a mess. They brought in all these people. And like that was great. That be- it became inauthentic. And it, so, but it's it, essentially the arc of the show has gone from a show about a staff at a restaurant to a show about reality stars mm. who have, who have maintained. Who now own restaurants. Who now own restaurants. But it's, it's, they've maintained that. They've gone back to that insular mm-hmm. nature that they, that I think working at a restaurant is, in, it's inherent to working at a restaurant. Right. Um, but now it's inherent to being on a show. Now it's inherent to their shared experience of being in front of cameras and living their lives, lives in this way. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's incredibly interesting to me. And um, again, the sh- and for better or worse, like the show hasn't been in this good of a spot 
potentially ever in terms of continuing its run. Yeah, and I do want to acknowledge we literally have not talked about New Jersey or Miami a little bit for such good. This is why I'm so glad that ups are two up a week. Yeah. Because I really do. I need to like get your thoughts on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little yeah, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I do want to though acknowledge Ariana's statement before we can okay. move forward. Okay. Just going to do a little reading of it. Meredith can go fuck herself. Oh. I'm done with her because <laughs> I'm not a fucking whore and I don't cheat on my husband. Her and her dumb fucking family that poses. Why don't you own a house? Oh, wait, you can't because your husband changes jobs every five minutes. Meredith is a piece of fucking shit. I had your back and I'm offended by that. Fuck you. That fucking piece of shit, garbage whore. I fucking hate her. She's a whore. She fucked half of New York. She can go fuck herself. Sorry, I just had to do that. Listen, a little bit of a throwback. A little bit of a throwback. Okay, here's what Ariana said and then we literally must move on. Um... In her return to Instagram grid. Hi, where to begin? I want to express my sincere gratitude for the outpouring of love and support I have received from friends, family, and people I've never even met in the last two weeks. When I have felt like I couldn't even stand, you have all given me the strength to continue and seen me through my darkest hours. To say I have been devastated and broken is an understatement. However, I know that I'm not in this alone. So many of my closest friends are also grieving this loss right now and reeling from this betrayal on so many levels. I'm so fucking loved. Sorry. I'm so fucking lucky to have the best support system in the world. And I hope I can repay every single person for the love you have shown me. What doesn't kill me better run. Love, Ariana. Name a better statement. Name a better statement. And what I didn't realize, so that 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 line at the end, "What doesn't kill you, yeah, what what doesn't kill you, better run, better run." I got the fucking chills the first time I read that. Same. Iconic. Somebody on Twitter pointed out to me that that's actually a lyric from a Casey Musgrave song oh, from her divorce album that she shit. released last year. Called and the song is called "What Doesn't Kill You." What doesn't kill me? What doesn't kill, whatever. It's a line from that from the chorus of that song. Uh oh, you don't want to bring up Casey. And it's th- that's a, that's like a, that's a pretty hardcore diver- divorce album, you know. And so yeah. like that now we know that Ariana is spinning fucking Casey at her house. Oh God, Casey Musgraves can <clears throat> save the world. Save the world, but I, you know, she she's she's stewing, you know. And there there's some anger in the, in that music that's probably getting her going. Yeah, and I also have to say I thought when I reposted it I was like Kelly Clarkson even though it's not the same lyrics yeah. what doesn't kill me makes you same stronger. Same sentiment. Same sentiment. Get get Ariana on the, on the Kelly Clarkson show. I mean, <laughs> listen, we I just need a dip, dibble dabble. Let's dibble dabble. Just a little dib, little Let's dip little, our toes little, in the in the Hudson. Amen. Yeah. Um Jersey, how are we feeling? I'm really loving this season. Are you? I same. am. I'm really loving it. I think the new additions are really great for different reasons mm-hmm. um i personally am not exhausted by the Teresa Melissa of it, of it all i think it's it's obviously darker than it's been potentially ever definitely in a long time and i don't know how they're gonna proceed on this show after this season but for this season i'm down for it and i think that the addition of the newbies and some of these sort of side feuds is it, it it's sort of um diluting the water a little bit around that yeah which makes it um easier to to think about what's coming i think it's going to be really intense um but yeah i'm really loving this season i think the, the, they needed new blood mm-hmm. but also ultimately again jersey it's 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 calling card is that it's a family show it's about family it's a family show not meant for all families to watch <laughs> family is the theme of the show 
It's certainly not a family Get your show. Preschoolers. Though, it, it's, it's not a family show. But you know what? I I was watching it when I was like what, 15, 14, Yeah, whatever. same. How old are we? Thirty. Um. Okay. I I identify as Dylan Hafer's age. I say I'm spiritually mid twenties plus. Okay. I'm down for my thirties. Okay. Great. But regardless. It's a family show. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a show about family. So I can't, I just can't imagine the show without them. But I, fuck, I don't know what they're going to do. I just got an idea for my birthday cake. Great. Thank you for that Lovely. inspiration. <laughs> always has this to is be, a family cake. This is, this is a family be, van. This is, it always has to be Bravo themed. Um, this is a family show with a family van on it. Actually, no family van. Can I ask you a couple, like, um, just like yes. wham bam thank you ma'am questions throw it at me do you think that the women are afraid of marge oh um, of course my questions are all really complicated um i, I do i actually do think that some of them are afraid of her because okay. i think that she um i think that she can not i don't know if weaponize is the right word but she she gets information that's actually true mm-hmm. and she uses it at oppor- opportune times and very effectively and very effectively and i think that they're yeah i think there's probably a little bit of a f- they're probably a little threatened by her mm-hmm. and i don't think Teresa's ever really liked her to be honest and i know they're like in a better place and she went she goes to the wedding what have you but i don't think she's ever actually really liked margaret because i think she's been a little bit threatened by her because margaret i know that i know that there's a lot of people online that don't like margaret but margaret to me has been a great housewife since the her first episode she was extremely capable and she gets this game really well. And I think that that's scary to people. Well, I also think there's a difference between threatened by and threatened of. Like, I think that either, there's a sense of, like, being threatened of someone right, right. responding in a way where they're going to drop a fucking nuke. Yes. You know? I, yeah, I think. But that's going to leave but a I mark. Think, oh, yeah, 100%. I think it's an information thing. But I also think it's, like, a territorial thing. It's, mm. like, because she, she's, I think that Margaret probably wants to come for the crown. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, wedge between the cousins. Who's to blame? Louis. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Did the, the Gia confessional when the producer says, when, did it when was the last time that you guys were good? Mm-hmm. Before Louis. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what changed. I think you just told yourself what changed. And yet this week conversation, why did Antonia not go to Melania's Sweet 16? Was it gymnastics? Was it cheerleading? Was it something else? Not the same, not the same thing, obviously, in the level of importance. Yeah, of but course. Um, everything that these families do to each other but now here's is the symbolic. Thing. Of course. And here's the thing. Like, okay. these kids have their own phones. These kids can communicate with one another if they really, really want to. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they feel some, I'm sure they feel like they have to stay in line behind their parents. But if they want to see each other that badly, they could see each other. Okay. Nobody's preventing that from happening. I know Melissa's not preventing that from happening, so... Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Frank and Dolores's transition in terms of yeah. emotional intimacy. My, my interview with Dolores came out today. <gasps> How was it? It was really great. Dolores is always an amazing queen interview. And um, I'm definitely thinking that f- I'm all for Dolores mm. setting up a boundary. It's about time that that happened because I don't think if she didn't set up a boundary, she would never be able to maintain a healthy romantic relationship in her life great point it's and and Polly is not threatened by that word again is not threatened by frank but he is like for this relationship to work you have to come to me and i think that's incredibly valid and frank can can go cry in the corner if he thinks that that's some sort of like 
you know, if it's messing with the family dynamic, your kids are grown up, they're in their 20s. It's things change, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that longing for the good old days, it's like that's just unrealistic and times change. Dolores is stepping into her power. I think that every I feel like every season she's been on, she's owned herself more and more. We see her like even just like in her like you could, I think she feels like sexier and like she feel I feel like she's like owning her sexuality more and like mm-hmm. her independence as like a strong woman. Like she's always been strong, but there's like a difference. Here's the joy we see. Yes, 100%. There's and a I, joy. And I, and I love the effect that Polly's having on her. And I really, I love Polly's vibe. And I think they seem really happy together. So like, if to make that relationship work, just to set up a boundary, I'm all for it. We saw what happened with David. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Frank has really appreciated being a little bit of a surrogate there in mm-hmm. Dolores's life, especially when David was abundantly emotionally unavailable. Yeah. And the thing is, like, that wasn't necessarily healthy. Yeah. And you're upset that it ended. But the upset, you know, it's it, it went on for too long. A hundred percent. It just went on for too long. A hundred percent. And she's not casting him aside. He's always I mean, they're. They're, they're, they're still going to be extremely right. close. Like right. I think that he's together. being a little dramatic. And I also think with Polly, it's like David didn't even want to be on the show. This is such a change. And Polly did. Wants to pa- support Polly his... is fine to be on the show, but right. he doesn't care about the show. Right. And I that's incredibly it. important. Right. Um. Absolutely. Switching gears to Miami. Just a couple. I love that my like little like just keep it fast and loose are all like very complicated Listen. questions. But welcome to Andy's Girls. Um. Do you agree with Alexia that if uh, Lisa was a star, Lenny wouldn't have cheated? What was your reaction to that? I was flabbergasted by that. Like, uh, uh, ending that first part of the reunion with that comment. Wild. Wild behavior. And I love Alexia, but I it, I do think there's a lot of validity in, in of course, the the accusations that she does not know how to apologize correctly yes. and or, or enough. Or that's pretty clear. It's pretty objective. I think she's kind of blinded by a little bit of the power going to her head a little bit because i think you know she's been gassed up as like the Teresa of miami which i think she is but that doesn't mean that you that's not always a compliment it's not always that's a good point and it's also that's based more in like their life experience i think not Mm. not not necessarily uh it's not necessarily like who they are not who they are as people i think that a lot of that comparison really came from that um when when they showed her package and it was she was the only one that was supposed to be speaking and she was like this is my segment this is my package like that was that was interesting to watch also her having a moment in the dressing room of like being with julia with julia yeah and like that was very interesting being emotional and then the second that adriana cut in the just the change was Honestly, phenomenal television. I, I really, I, and that's no, not a judgment. No, 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 I'm just saying, like no, that, the energy that was an in the incredible, room was phenomenal. I don't remember. A, I don't remember a recent example of like a really good backstage moment like that. Oof. That like went on. You know what I mean? That, that was really good. And I just, I'm still trying to piece together the Adriana, the Adriana. Alexia I always Marisol. say Adriana because I'm New Jersey. I never know which one it is. Honestly, I, I always because of course they all, used to they all, Adriana, Judy and they Jay, say yeah, Judy and, Jay, and they Judice. but they also say both, and I don't right. really know. Anyway, <laughs> um, I just think there's more to the story there. Mm. I think that either Marisol and Alexia, there's something that they don't want to talk about, or they just like the, the the change in how they were like speaking about her and treating her this season. I just like. I just feel like there's something else we don't know because it it did feel like they were sort of looking for a reason to 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 dislike her 
and she gave him that reason and it was a very good reason i think she 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 fucked up but like before that there was a weird vibe and so it's sort of like i don't think they just woke up and decided to just like her i think that something happened yeah and there's also the element and she doesn't know about it or, or she doesn't realize that she fucked up a different time or something i don't know Agree. And there's also the element, as Alexia said, of like, I'm not a mean girl and you're not going to put that on me. Yeah. And it's like, well. She's putting on herself almost. Well, both by her behavior in the moment. That's a great point. And also the I'm not a mean girl because of this thing you said to me toward the end of filming. And there is the question of, but what about everything else? Yeah. What about everything else? And I love everyone in this cast, honestly. And I really, really enjoy Alexia and Marisol. And there is absolutely validity to the argument of like, well, they've been kind of shitty, you know? Right, right. So like, you don't want to own up to your behavior, babe. I mean, it's why you're a good housewife, because mm-hmm. you absolutely have n- an a, a disinterest and upset of when course. being told you need to be held accountable because oh. she refuses to identify her behavior as problematic. Exactly. Yeah, that's totally. And she's worried about how it's coming across. It's this whole thing. She's upset about how other people in Alexia's eyes are negating or 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 calling her behavior mean right it's like how dare you say my behavior is mean that never happened but if it happened it's because of yes. this thing that happened at the tail end yes of and i would say that the this season was like a banner season i think it was oh, like i we'll I, I, I can't back. say enough good we'll never things get this back. but i but i that's this is what I, I think that for season six i want all of them to come back obvs obviously no, especially no changes kiki. especially kiki i think that I think she's fine to stay as a friend, but I do want more of her personal story given oh, to us because I feel like, and, so and I know, and I, I, yeah, I got, I got a drink with her in my, in Miami, <gasps> in Miami, and she, she has a really interesting story. Oh, I love that you got a drink with her. I didn't know this. Oh yes. What did you guys drink? Um, I got, a, I got a skinny margarita. Oh, okay, go. Her off. stylist came with us. Love. She got some sort of cocktail, some cute little cocktail. Phenom. Um, she was great. And Ugh, I'm just saying, I know there's yes. a lot more to her life that we don't know about. And yes. she referenced being cheated on in one of the episodes. Mm. And, and we don't know that story at mm-hmm. all. Um, so I'd like the gaps to be filled in with her. But I still think she's a great friend. And um, potentially later on could be full time. But I think that we need, there has to be a bridge to get to, get to that point with her, I think. Um, but my what I was getting to is I think that Alexia and Marisol just, I agree. I love them. I think they're acti- their, their behavior is not great. But they also have to be really careful about stonewalling too much because we know yeah. that these shows have to move forward. And if they're not going to be able to move forward at all with Nicole, if they're not, if they're stonewalling mm. Adriana so intensely, that creates a blockage in the group that that never works, that never that never works out on any of these shows. And and it, all that does also is create more sympathy from the audience for whoever is being blocked out. Mm hmm. I, 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 it's what it's what they try to do to Wendy on Potomac, and it, and it and it made everybody sympathize with Wendy. So that they did have to be really careful with that. And I hope they I hope they can move forward next season. I hope a producer gets in their ear and tells them that. Um, is Larsa a what was it? Larsonist? A larcenist? I had never heard that. I'm a I'm a larcenist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean me. I'm I'm so just like compelled and fascinated by her. <laughs> I know that she's like wrong, like. <laughs> 89% of the time. 89.6. But she is, she stepped it up this season in a way that I just really appreciate. And I know that she is pretty reckless with what she brings up and she exaggerates and she can't own it. But 
I still kind of love her. I'm I, sorry. I, I think mean, that she's great TV. The effect of it might be reckless, but she knows exactly what she's going to do and when. Yes. She, again, I really think that this season was like, especially the people, also people loved her at the beginning of the season. Let me remind you that. Yeah. People loved her. They turned on her, but they loved her. So she, there's a lot, I think there's a lot to, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of good that she brings to the show in terms of entertainment value and, 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 and uh, getting information out there. My favorite thing, I'm laughing. That's <laughs> It's not only how annoyed Andy is at her like sort of insolence, yep. but her being like, listen, I didn't judge you having a child out of wedlock and Andy being like, do you not, do you understand that that's a pejorative? Do you understand right. that that's a, de- I didn't judge, but I didn't, the thing is that no, I didn't she, judge her for saying she had a child out of wedlock and it's like, it's babe, unbelievable. you saying the word wedlock is a judgment. It's a, it is a net that brings an immediate negative connotation to the idea of having a child without being married. Do you understand that? But I didn't. I didn't cast aspersion on her having a child. It's like, it's, it's, it's like there's, honestly, there's, there's like, it's, it's like simultaneously there's such a lack of awareness, but also an awareness. It's yes. just, it's just weird. It's, 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 it's just, I don't know if we've ever had like a housewife really like her before in this new incarnation that she's given us. And I, I'm into it. I'm sorry. I know that, I know that it's reckless, but I'm, I'm into it. I'm sorry. We, we need, we need a shit stir. We need a shitster and one who is as effective as she is. And doesn't give a fuck. And refuses to understand listen, how words mean. How words and, mean. And we're, and we're, to me, beautifully said. To me, that it is so, <laughs> it is so rewarding mean. to watch. What words mean. Larsa Pippin pop off. I'm sorry. She can go from zero to 500 and just go for the jugular so quickly and like effortlessly. That's, mm. that's a skill, baby. And... Again, I don't always agree with it, but I like to watch it. Honestly, guys, if you're not watching the Miami reboot, you're if fucking up. You need to. You can. I. You have my permission, even though I'm saying it with a little bit of an eye. You have my permission to start with the reboot seasons if you are asking me for yes. my opinion. Yes. Which people have. That being said, if you have the time, right? Go to season one of the original and watch it from there because you need to understand the change not only in Alexia's life and in her communication style, but the way that these women all, you know, just have season yeah. one as background music while you do something else. And honestly. season one is like seven episodes or something. It's super, yeah. it's super short. What I it's tell real people, dumb. I, t- I tell people just the same watch thing. It. If you're, if you really want to catch up quickly, do four and five and then go back and do one, yes, two, three. Yes, that's smart. Also because season two is Very like smart. literally one of the best seasons of Housewives you've ever gotten. Literally, Ooh. season. Oh, that's, that's t- it's Joanna. Joined, right? It's the assault yeah. at, at, at the lingerie party. It's, we think of these no, it's. But I'm sorry, it's an amazing season of television. The I reunion about the is assault great. At the and lingerie, also, lingerie that was a and real also Adriana moment. was like, I think if people start with season four, they're they're kind of confused by Adriana. Oh, Adriana! But Adriana in the, oh, in, the in the original so run lives. of the show was by far my favorite on the show. I thought that she was mm. the, the star of the show back then. Wow. And I think that's also that's also. That also informs how she acts now because she really wants to be full-time and she's just not going to be, I don't think. Also, I think her life would be different had she not betrayed Leah Black. I think totally. Leah Black yep. was very, very upset. And that was season two as well, that. right? That was three. Oh, was that three? Okay. I think that was three. I okay. actually don't remember. No, it had to have been three. Okay. It had to have been three. Okay. Yeah, but... Oh, no, I, I, Meaning I, it could oh, have no, been because, two. Because <laughs> in, no, numbers, the, you the, guys. Sorry, we're like yelling now. <laughs> the season two reunion is where the sort of seed is planted. I think mm. Leah... If I remember correctly, Leah like sort of says something against Adriana or vice versa. And and then in season three, it's oh, God. and Honestly, then Adriana gets married in season three. 
almost lives on a boat. Like it's almost lives on a boat. Yeah, she almost traveled the world on that. Be- wasn't it a beautiful boat, or it was going to be a beautiful? It was. Boat? It was. It was under construction by her Forever. by her French by boyfriend. Yeah, husband. Her husband, but who gets she gets married to him in the finale? She's like again. She's like because an hour. They she's were like actually an hour, secretly married right. the entire time. Oh my god, yes. And then she was god, an, an hour. She was an hour and a half late for her own wedding. Whew. Listen, I could go on. You know what? I should come back and recap with you. You know, we've talked for a hot minute. I yeah, wasn't expecting us to do Scandal 101, but I did have so many questions because this episode in particular kicks off a really biting rest of the season. Yeah. And I think that there is a lot of complicated parts and aspects to discussing a lot of our reactions. And I'm yep. really appreciative to you for being with me on this journey today because I, I do think there is a lot of value in having these conversations. And the one thing to kind of keep in mind with Andy's girls is I am not, I do not think of myself. My intention here is not to convince someone that they are wrong of their opinion or to say that my opinion is right. It's to have a conversation with people who hopefully have different opinions, different perspectives, different reactions so that we can talk about it. It is not to say that this is how I feel and how I feel is the truth. I, if I felt that way, I would be on reality TV and I'd totally. be a pretty okay. You'd be, you'd be Alexia. I would be <laughs> Alexia. And yeah, I think I, I think I told you this after I was here last time, but like I love coming on the show because it, it, it forces me to think differently about all of this stuff. And I think that, you know, we all talk about it online, but there are very few people online that are willing to have actual fruitful discussion about mm-hmm. it. It's like, it's, it's your right. I'm wrong. Or you're, you're wrong. I'm right. I'm team this team that, but ultimately there's so much nuance and gray area. And that's what, that's to me, what's the most fun about these shows. Mm. And so I just appreciate you having a space for those conversations because they're worth having. And it, and it, and it, again, it's, it's all, I just, I do like thinking differently about these things because we all have our, opinions in our bubbles that we're in as we're watching but get out of that bubble you know well thank you for saying that and I also think like there's a lot of power in how we work on our strength training which is withstanding for some of us the idea that we god forbid can hear a conversation and maybe find value in it without either always hearing things that we opinions that we agree with or believing that because someone believes differently than us their voice is invalid Mm -hmm. um and it shouldn't happen right and i think you know women are not a monolith so my uh you know understanding around betrayal when it comes to the friendship betrayal of it all can be very different from another woman saying you know what actually it's x and y and z so at the end of the day these are two people talking you and i one and one is two look at that math skill happening right now hey mom how are you (laughs) loves it living <laughs> but i think that it's it's important to kind of just like reset the table yeah. now and again because it is also a terrific way to try to minimize someone's opinion of mm-hmm. saying it shouldn't exist because i disagree well let's work on our active listening now and again and have different people having different conversations ideally they're not of the same opinion that i have or there's a different way of thinking about things because if I had someone that agree with my opinion every week number one I truly don't know what I'm saying while I say it welcome to stream of consciousness so they would have to be I would I I don't even know how that would work (laughs) work on our personality DNA um 
But number two, that's not interesting no, to me. No, it's not. No. It's not, I, would lear, I would learn nothing. No. And I have a lot to learn. Yeah. I love to be challenged on what I think about, about these things. Yeah. As long as that challenge comes from, doesn't come from a bad place. Doesn't come from a place of wanting, like, just wanting me to be wrong. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. Yeah. And the only other PS I would say to this Gandaval stuff of it all is that a lot of people have a lot of opinions, including feeling hurt or upset maybe about another person's feeling about the scandal of it all. And I just want to say just like, like a general whatever that I think the place that not everyone, but that many people are coming from is either one of previous hurt. We have no idea what another person has experienced, mm-hmm. regardless of them saying like, see you next Tuesday or like, go fuck yourself or you're a piece of shit, you know, posh, Gar- garbage piece whore. of shit, garbage, yeah. Whore, yeah. piece of shit, coke head every, every piece, day, piece of shit, coke head every day. Yep. Like if you're poshing, maybe that's language I might not use, but I might not have experienced a level of betrayal that you have. Exactly. So I'm going to try my level best to understand that in the ways that another person is characterizing what they've experienced, the level of vitriol or language that they're using can very well be based on some genuine, real hurt and betrayal, which has enabled them to communicate in a different way how they feel about this. And I also think the way that I've heard from people saying, listen, I have nothing but, (laughs) let me rephrase that. I have a lot of empathy for Raquel, for example. I've gotten a lot of those messages of Mm -hmm. like, because I feel like she has been misled. I feel like she's been taken advantage of. And I want to create space for that and not invalidate that uh, belief and opinion. And also say- Even if you don't agree with it. Even if I don't agree with that, I think that there are a lot of truths and that could potentially be one of them without absolving her of being- accountable for her behavior and also acknowledge that the level of empathy that a person could have in sending that message of like I'm worried about the the social media that's headed her way I'm worried about the effect of that long term like I'm I'm worried about her relationship with Sandoval it just to me says so much in a in a really lovely way to me of that person's empathy Mm -hmm. and i think that like regardless of whether or not i agree with or disagree with it the ability to feel empathy for a lot of people in this situation it just shows to me a lot of positive aspects yeah for sure to the way that people are receiving all things scandal and um i I just think at the end of the day that like empathy in this world is not something that um we can't you can't oh don't Lord. don't don't take it for granted it, 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 it's it it's, for it's granted. really it genuinely is valuable it's, yeah. it's and it's and it yeah i think that like ideally at the end of the day the mission statement of ag is obviously talking about the psychology that we feel not only about the women's behavior majority women that we are watching and reacting to that and also understanding the way our perspectives shape our opinions and bringing with that potentially a a lack of shame Mm -hmm. right and i think that taking removing shame from some of this and and maybe feeling or or you know, having a little bit of shame in others. I just think like providing a space in which people can like safely communicate how they feel about these things without feeling shameful or diminished for having value in these conversations is a positive thing to have. 100%. Why am I like speaking about that in a tone of voice? Like, <laughs> I'm Listen, like a little baby dinosaur. No, I don't know what's happening. It's, uh, uh, I, 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 Gibson, you're my safe space. 
this is our safe space. This is our safe space in the closet. In the cloth next to your not girl with a not bad for a girl with no talent poster. Shout out to Milk and Don't Call Me Honey. His his um yes. handprint is all we over love the that account. You guys, if you're not following him, he's Tom Smith is an incredible writer. Also, um, don't say you don't have any talent. You can do math at the I know. <laughs> I have an illustration of Kim K and her saying not yes, bad for a girl with no just, talent, which I have on yeah. display on display and display each and every day, every day, every day. Listen, can you tell the AGs where they can sign up for your newsletter? Of where course. they can listen to your podcast, how they can follow you on social. If you've gotten this far, my podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I know we talked a lot. Um, my podcast, my podcast is called We Should Talk. I do an interview or two, or two a week, usually with somebody from Bravo, not always. Um, this week we have Dolores. Next week we have Gabby from Summer House. Um, and you can follow me at Gibsonoma, G-I-B-S-O-N-O-M-A on all socials. I have a newsletter linked in my bios on all those. So follow me. Love it. Did you say your social? Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, my brain. Um, Listen, there's a new Andy Scrolls Patreon episode up now, AG Patreon, the number one way to support the pod, which includes me deep, deep diving all of your satchels of gold, as you guys know in the AG world, satchels of gold, your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns about all things Housewife Bravo and more named in honor for holiness, Kelly Kloran Ben Simone. And it's a satchel spectacular talking about all things Scandival through your reactions and processing what we are watching on TV and off. So listen to that episode up now at patreon.com slash Andy's girls. $2 a month gets you some love and sass and being a supporter. $5 a month gets you two bonus episodes and $10 a month gets you four. And if you join the people's people's couch, that premium tier, you can record a Patreon episode with yours truly. That'd be me which is real fun. How do you do it all? How do I do it all? I don't know, but you can see more of it on my Instagram at Dame Galley. I'm not a Twitterer, but I do love to see your tweets when... I'm definitely a Twitterer. I love it because I've seen comments by Bravo has been reposting yeah, a lot, my, which I love. Those are my girls. They're phenomenal. They're my girls. Um, so shout out to comments by Bravo. Okay, you'll see. I haven't posted, I haven't posted it yet, but... Um, <laughs> So when I, I tweeted something about the scandal, like the first weekend it was happening, Ooh. and Sonia Morgan replied to it, and she oh was like, "She was like, what's going on? <laughs> explain Gibbs," and it was just Love like, ex- "Explain Gibbs." Like I, 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 that just two word phrase, and I sent it to them. I was like, "This is so funny." Not for them to post it. It's like I know they love whenever somebody weighs in on anything, and um, <laughs> um, I got a package in the mail, <gasps> and it was a, no. it was a framed printout of that tweet from who from comments by comments by bravo shut up they send gifts to their to their valued <gasps> to their valued connections comments by bravo you put up a couple of things i don't think any of them are necessarily frameworthy it was just I the, I mean, I we, we were gifts. texting about it gifts. we were texting it was oh, like a whole okay. thing but i did not know they were gonna level. send me that so i'm not po- so I need to find, I'm, I'm trying to make a tiktok it takes me a long time to make a tiktok of things so eventually i'll I'm turn the tweet it. into the uh, we, I'm not whatever. young enough. Anyway, I'm a very old spiritually. We need to stop plus. talking. We gotta talk. Oh, you know what I'm getting done tomorrow? Even though we're stopping talking, what? chopping all my hair off. I haven't had a haircut <gasps> in five. I haven't had a haircut since right before BravoCon. Wow. I know. I now I'm spiritually blonde. You can't even tell because that's my gonna, hair that's is going to be powerful. It is going to be powerful. Yeah, I love that. Gotta for you. cut bef- pre-birthday. It's Things are happening. Like, spring, Big Aries the, energy. We're going into spring. It's hello. New, new season, new us. You know. It's... I mean, swipe right, spring, spring fling. Yeah. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'm losing we're, it. I'm we're, so we're sorry. Done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye bye.